As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Game Notes, your Utah Jazz podcast on the Athletic Podcast Network. I am, of course, Dave Dufour. On the other line with me, Mr. Tony Jones. What's up, Tony? What's going on? How are you? Well, you know what, man? I'm better than the Utah Jazz. I'll tell you that. I'm out here. They might get a win tonight, though. Listen, yeah, they might get a win tonight, but we all know how this is going to end. Uh, I'm out here in LA. I got to see you the other night. Got to, you know, hang out. We got to watch this game together, Tony. And another 25 point lead blown. And I just have to say, it was predictable, Tony. I saw this coming. They were shooting the lights out in the first half, and the Clippers just weren't hitting. And. We know what Utah has been doing lately. We know about the defensive breakdowns, the turnovers. Saw it coming, Tony. It's not good right now. I didn't see it coming. You don't see 20. When you're up against 25. Against the Clippers. And, against the Clippers. And especially when, because when Paul George looked like he hadn't missed a step. When you're up 25 in the third quarter, you don't see something like that coming. You got you to gotta win that. They went cold, Tony. They were shooting the lights out, and I knew the defense wouldn't hold up. I don't think it the was Clippers a matter of offense going, was working. It wasn't a matter of them going cold. It was a matter that they got that the Jazz got punked and punked. Just turned up their level defensively. The Jazz didn't counter, and they weren't tough with the best didn't counter, and they weren't. It wasn't a matter of them. They weren't. It was shots. It was. This was. This wasn't an X's and O's thing. It was. A, it was a toughness thing, and the Jazz didn't show any toughness. I thought oh, I thought the Clippers yeah. did a good job, Tony, uh, starting early, being aggressive, and and it didn't pay it didn't pay off for them because again, I mean, Utah was just hot. I mean, they were just. I mean, that Mike Conley hits the buzzer beater. You know, I mean, it was just they hit everything early, but I did think that the Clippers didn't really change their approach. It just worked better. No, I think the it. Jazz. I think the Jazz gave the game away when you're up twenty five. That's not something that another team does. That's 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 a you problem. 
So it, it this wasn't anything that the Clippers did. This is what the Jazz didn't do. And, you know, I mean, it, it was, you know, when a team turns up their level on you, you got to be tough with the ball. I mean, I watched – I watched Golden State and Phoenix um, last night. And whenever Golden State made a run, you know, um, uh, um, Phoenix was, they, you know, they, they went from 61, 61 to 68, 61. Phoenix comes back, scores next three possessions. Like it, it's just, it's a, it's a, it's, it's a thing where, you know, it's, it's a thing where Phoenix knows how to be resilient. They know they trust their stuff. They know that their stuff works. And and right now Utah's not in that place, you know. So I I don't think that they got a twenty. I don't think the Jazz got a twenty five point lead just because they made shots. They got a twenty five point lead because they played really well, and they lost that twenty five point lead because, um, they don't have it from the neck up at this point. So. That, that's kind of that's kind of what it is. After the game, Donovan Mitchell said it's the same stuff. To paraphrase, same stuff. Sounds like Say people are getting frustrated, man. Well, it's the same Say shit. The he says it's the same okay, shit. Thank, thank you. Yeah. Um, so and, and Tony, was, it is like, the same shit, right? It is. It's exactly what we talked about when the the, the toughness just when when the. The toughness comes at them. They don't respond with toughness. Right. How do they fix it? What, what needs to happen here? I mean, because it's late. Playoffs are about to start. Well, they need to stop being soft, but I don't know if that, I don't know if that's in their DNA. I mean, right now what's in their DNA. I mean, I've seen it too many times this season. You know, I, I've seen it twice against the Lakers. I've seen it against the Clippers. I saw it against Boston last week. I saw it against Brooklyn last week. Like when a team with a bunch of athletes, long athletic, when when they get into the Jazz, the Jazz fold. And that that's that's possibly the worst trait that you can have because the Jazz are a really talented basketball team. They have a lot of good players on this team. They're capable of a lot more than what they're showing. And um, they, you know, it's 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 not going to happen because they don't respond well um, in the face of adversity. And they haven't all year. And, um, you know, it's tough to change. It's tough to change that identity um, when you're six games away from the playoffs. So if you're going to tell me that, you know, the Jazz are going to be able to come out and and you know blow everybody out for four games yeah then i can tell you that they can win a playoff series but that's not the way the playoffs are playoffs are ebbs and flow you know te- other teams are going to make a run so there's going to be points where the jazz is going to have to have to be tough and they're going to have to be the tougher team and they have not been a tougher team than anybody this year and that that's that's probably their their that's their fatal flaw, and that's that's probably how this team is going to be remembered for when it's all said and done. I thought Rudy Gobert kind of nailed it in, in his post-game quotes. And he said, they just let go. And good teams know how to get to us 
we just get disconnected completely. And I would say it's a, it's both ends. Rudy Gobert is a guy, Tony. He works he works his butt off. I don't think he's rewarded enough with touches on the offensive end. I, I think that when you're you know Hartenstein did a really good job in that game the other night. I mean, and Ty Lue again, great coach, rode him, and I thought it might have been the best game I've seen Hartenstein play ever, especially when you consider that he was playing against Rudy Gobert. But they do get disconnected, and and Rudy Gobert is often the guy being left in the cold in the offense. I mean, he sets screens for everyone. How many times does he get missed on the on the roll, Tony? Is that maybe a part of this, like getting him more involved with the ball on offense just to at least relieve some pressure from some of these other guys? Well, the answer to that is a hard no. If you throw the ball, Rudy, if you throw the ball to Rudy Gobert on the line, he's probably going to drop it, and. If he has to make a move, if he has to make a move, um, you know, it's it's a good chance that, you know, he it's not going to end up in the basket. Um, Rudy Gobert is a vertical threat. You use he use you use his gravity, rolls down the lane. If he's open, you throw him a lob. If he's not, you figure you figure something else out. You don't throw him the ball with the back to the basket. I mean. People keep saying you got to throw Rudy Gobert the ball. You got to throw Rudy Gobert the ball. I've been covering Rudy Gobert for eight years. You can't throw him the ball with his back to the basket because he's just not that guy. It's, and there's, there's nothing wrong with that. You got to throw him the ball on the lob. And um, that's what the offense is revolved about. That's, but he's not somebody that's, that's going to – that you're going to be able to throw him the ball and he's going to be able to take advantage of mismatches. That's just not him. And that's fine. Um, you know, and the, the but the problem is that you know Rudy wants it to be him, and and I think that that's where the source of some, um, I think that's where the source of some inner discontent comes. Um, but I mean, I've you know just on this trip alone, you know, I, I've seen, you know the jazz guards try to throw on the ball and it doesn't end well, or try to throw on the ball on a, on a line and it doesn't end well. Um, you know, there's when, when you have a strength, you play to your strengths. When you don't have a strength, you don't play, you don't play to your weaknesses. And Rudy Gobert's strength is being a vertical lob threat. He's one of the, he's one of the best vertical lob threats in the league. If you throw him a lob, he's going to catch it. And he's going to finish. If you throw him the ball with the back with his back to the basket, where he has to put the ball on the floor, and he's got to make a move, then it's probably going to end up in a turnover. Those are just the facts of the matter. So I, I think that you know I, I think that the the narrative that you know the Jazz missed Rudy Gobert on the roll, you know it. If you're a guard and you throw the ball to Rudy Gobert and it's not alive and it ends up in a turnover, then that next time down the floor, you're not going to throw the ball to Rudy Gobert because it's going to end up in a turnover. So, you know, I, I think, you know, offensively, you know, it's got to be one of those things where where he he's got to stick to 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 what his strengths are. And there's going to be times where he gets, you know, four or five lobs a game. And, you know, he drops, you know, 19, 20 points and has 17 rebounds. 
And there are going to be times where, you know, his gravity is, is going to attract, you know, one or two, um, one or two defenders and, and what's going to be open is, is the, the, the corner three. Um, right now, there's no Boyan Bogdanovich. So the, the, there's no opposite corner gravity right now. So what you're seeing is, you know, you're seeing a pick and roll. You're seeing, you're seeing that opposite corner man pinch down on, on, the, on, on the roll threat and, you know, react to the corner if the ball goes to the corner because he knows he has time to get back out there. So once Bojan Bogdanovic comes back, and there's a chance that he comes back on Thursday night against the Lakers, um, then some of that then some of that will start looking differently. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com slash courtside to learn more. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Okay, Tony, as of right now, the Jazz are a half game behind Denver. They are in the sixth spot. Uh, They are currently two and a half games. This is as we're recording Thursday morning, so they're going to play tonight. Uh, so this could change by the time the pod comes out or by the time you hear it. Uh, two and a half games behind Dallas and Golden State, who are in the third and fourth spot, but Dallas is in the third spot because they hold the season series over Golden State. So, Tony, how how do you feel, given that they're, we know their three opponents, or at least the opponents that they're likely to have in the first round, it's Dallas, Golden State, or Denver, most likely, in in some configuration there. Which of those teams are you the most confident about Utah matching up with in the first round? Because, you know, ideally they they have a favorable matchup in the first round because this is a team that should have had home court advantage. I think we both agree there that that if they had just been healthy, they would have been a top-four team this year. Well, I mean, for me, either Dallas or Golden State is going to be a, an extremely difficult matchup for the Jazz because both of those teams have a small ball element and both of those teams are, 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 I mean, you look at them, they're both tougher teams than the Jazz are. You know, do, do I think the Jazz are talented enough to win a series against either one of those teams? I do. But, you know, like we saw against the Clippers, I mean, you know, I mean, ebbs and flows of playoffs. And, you know, the Jazz are not a good team in the last five minutes of games. Um, that's pretty much how, what, what playoffs come down to last five minutes of games. Um, you know, they, and I just think there's a lot that they have to, 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 to deal with. Um, I probably wouldn't pick the jazz in either one of those series. Um, not at this point, because I mean, I, I just don't, you know, they just they just don't show in-game toughness when a team turns up the screws on them. Um, you know, 
but I mean, you know, they have to, you know, they, their first step is they have to get healthy and, you know, once they get healthy, um, I think that they can kind of go from there. Um, but you know, that, you know, you know, I think when you look at this jazz team, I mean, health has been a real issue for them. They haven't, they've basically haven't been healthy since like December 31st, you know, so they've spent like three or four months, you know, just, just dealing with stuff. So, you know, they'll have to deal with this uh, as well. And, you know, not, they'll, they'll either play Luca or they'll play Steph. So my question to you is who would you rather play right now? Would you rather play Luca Dotrix or would you rather play Stephen Curry? I, I hate to say this, but I think you got to say Steph, right? Because he's coming off the ankle. And and the Warriors, look, man, the end of the game, you, you mentioned watching the Suns game. The end of the game was a mess for them. And I, I think that, you know, Utah has such an advantage because of Rudy in, in, that, in that series, at least theoretically, right? Because the Warriors are tough and Draymond is Draymond. But, man, I think that when you're – if you're telling me – Steph Curry is coming off an ankle injury. You don't know how he's going to be versus the way that Luca's playing right now. I I don't know. I'm I'm curious to hear what you think, but I think you have to lean Steph just because of the injury. That's the only reason. And that the Warriors, you know, they just haven't played as well when he's not out there. And if he's not 100%, I don't know if he can get him up. Yeah, I'm with you. I would rather play Steph at this point because Lucas is a serial killer. Hey, oh, dude, <laughs> this guy is insane. And <laughs> right now, Luca's playing as well as any any play, any anybody in the league. And um, the thing about Luca is he doesn't he, you know, his mentality is he he doesn't like he he's not going to let you get a break. I mean, it's just going to be possession of possession of him, um, dissecting you defensively, you know, finding the right guy, getting open shots, and and. Um, you know, I've seen Luca in person twice over the last, you know, three weeks or so. And, uh, he's, he's just absolutely three times over the last month. Uh, he's just absolutely, he's just on a tear right now. So I, I'd probably go as good as Steph is. I'd probably go with Steph right now because it's just not, it's not the, the possession, you know, Steph hurts you in a different way. Like Luca. It's ball in hand. He's going to find your mismatch. He's going to exploit that mismatch uh, every single possession down the floor. And, and you know, it's just demoralizing what he's doing, what he's doing to teams right now. And then I think we both agree Denver is the ideal matchup because of their health situation in particular. But I'd still be scared of Jokic. You know, he's just that good. I, but I do think that if they can get to the four seed, Tony, which is it's conceivable. I mean, you look at their schedule; they've got some wins in there, the, uh, including potentially Saturday night against the Warriors. A four-five matchup between them and Denver, I think, would be probably that has to be what they're rooting for, right, Tony? Yeah, I would think so. Um, you know, because. You know, there's no there's no structural small ball matchup um, because Jokic is always going to be on the floor. He's the um, only guy that does anything for them. <laughs> it's sad to watch sometimes, man. You know, so the Jazz can play 
their kind of basketball. That's the thing with Golden State and Denver. You know, both of those guys are going to go small. Both of those teams are going to go small. And, you know, they're going to do things. They're going to pull Rudy Gobert out of the paint and and do some things with them um, in, a, in a series format. Uh, that's going to make the Jazz uncomfortable. And, 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 you know, we just haven't seen the Jazz react well to that yet at this point. Yeah, the, the Nuggets don't really have options, period. Right. They just don't have enough guys. I mean, they're not getting Jamal Murray back. Michael Porter had a setback. They're shorthanded. Uh, I mean, I like Bones Highland a lot, but it, you know, relying on Bones Highland to help you win a playoff series feels like a, a lot to ask of a rookie. I mean, I don't know. I, I think the Nuggets, you know, this is a it's a compelling case. Jokic has a real MVP case for a reason, you know. <laughs> this has not been a cakewalk of a season. Um, but still, man, scared of that puncher's chance that a guy like Jokic gives you being the best player in the series because we know how often that's one of the most important factors. And let me ask you as we close up here, can Donovan Mitchell, can he be the best player in a first-round series given these matchups? I mean, I think Steph's health is is obviously the, the big question there, but you feel like he can he can be the best player in a series even if Luka Doncic is out there? Can he be the best guy for for seven games? Well, if if Luca's out there, I'm going to say no because because <laughs> Luca's so consistent. Yeah, yeah, Luca's really good. Um, I mean, but that's the thing. Like I've seen Donovan Mitchell be the best player in a series two 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 years in a row. I mean, you know, I thought he was. You know, I, it's interesting. I, I thought that he was the best player in that Denver series. But then again, you know, I, you know, Murray and Jokic were really good in that series. I thought he was the best player uh, in that Clipper series for for long parts of that series. And um, you know, there's there's no question that Donovan really, you know, in, in playoff formats, he, he's he just he just goes off. Um, he's he's a really good playoff player, um, you know. But um, I mean, you know, Luca, Steph, you know, Jokic. I mean, you're talking about three of the top five, five or six players in the league, right there. Um, you know, so it'll it'll be interesting to see how how Donovan uh, reacts this year because um, he's he's going to be playing against some titans um, in the in that first round. Well, a, a big few games ahead. Again, you mentioned the, they're playing the Lakers tonight. And then they've got the Warriors Saturday, and then the Grizzlies on Tuesday. And now, you know, luckily is the the Grizzlies next Tuesday don't have a ton to play for. They they're locked into the two seed, so you know they may start. Maybe they'll start resting guys, and that that might make it a little bit of a, of an easier matchup for them. So still a chance that they can sneak up into the home court advantage portion of the playoff bracket. And if that happens, man, who knows? Especially as they start to get healthy, right? Yeah, I just need to see them play well and and close games out. I mean that that was what happened with the the Clippers on Tuesday. That was pretty extreme. Um, you know, so I, I need to see them start closing some games out, and I need to see them start. You know, like I said, like we've talked, like the theme of this whole podcast, got to they've got to start showing some toughness when it really matters. And so, 
time is running out for them to to to, to turn this around. Um, and um, it'll be interesting to see how they react uh, tonight uh, to what happened on Tuesday. Well, we are uh, going to pop in next week with an update before the playoffs. And then, Tony, uh, you know, we're going to try to do some extra shows during the, the first round, right, and, and get some Absolutely. coverage. And, you know, uh, man, I'm, if, it's Dal- if it's Dallas and Utah, man, I might be uh, might be a little torn. Might have to host you and Tim Cato in a, in a little bit of a battle. You know, we'll, we'll have to cross over to the pods a little bit and uh, talk about the matchup before before the series starts. And uh, don't forget that that play-in week, those extra rest days, man, those are going to be huge for a lot of teams. I mean, even even teams like Denver that are are just tired, you know, to get four days off or something or whatever it is on the schedule, that's going to be pretty big. So I, I'm, I'm hopeful that the first round of the playoffs is a healthy one for everybody and we can actually see all these teams kind of throwing their best shot out there. Uh, that's going to do it for this week, folks. For Tony Jones, I'm Dave DeFore. This has been Game Notes on the Athletic Podcast Network. Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic.